podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, this is A View from the Bridge, official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomoftheGiants.com. Today's Tuesday, the 20th of September, 2022. My name's Patrick Smith. We're live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and also you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, and a load more of your normal podcast providers. Well, it was a four-point weekend. He opened the domestic account, which means the Giants start the quest to retain the Challenge Cup very strongly. This week's show, welcome just a minute. We'll be joined by the CEO of the Odyssey Trust, our friend Robert Fitzpatrick, to talk about the season to come and, of course, reflect on that banner raising that took place on Saturday evening. We'll look at those two games against the Five Flyers and uh, the fan agenda returns. This week, we've got Chad Butcher, so get those questions in. Uh, And with Dundee, this weekend, we're delighted to welcome a fellow called Jeff Mason. Just look heard of him. I don't know. I'm sure he's a nice guy. We'll see him later <laughs> on in the show. If you're watching us live on Facebook or on YouTube, send us your comments, your thoughts, your questions. We can share them on screen and uh, maybe get involved in the discussion. And if you have any questions for Chad Butcher, send them in and we'll ask him when it gets to the fan agenda. Mr. McJimsey, how you doing? I'm just laughing there, Paddy, because I'm sure that's exactly how Chad Butcher wants his name pronounced or his mum wants his name pronounced. <laughs> Chad Butcher. Butcher. God, but anyway, Joe, you you told me the the kids are like watching these TikToks and stuff, and there's you hear there's like ones that you hear. What's it like ASMR? You something called it? What did you call it? Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I we back to that again. Back on this. It's week three of the season. But what yeah, is it? What do you call? The the kids seem to like a thing called ASMR, Davy. Right, well, I've got some. I've got some ASMR for you. What do you hear? Oh, that was nice. Actually, I'd like to thank I'd like to thank the listener who saw me struggle for two minutes with an Allen key opening my, my beer last week, um, <laughs> and this arrived in the post. So um, to the to the AVFTB um, watcher who who remained completely anonymous, nothing, just a white envelope with a bottle opener inside it. Thanks very much. And that was, it, much was, was the envelope just addressed to Davy Majemsey, a view from the bridge, Bristol? It <laughs> wasn't even that. It was to the break. The Brig, uh, Long Aston, Bristol, and it got here. So um, thanks very much. I appreciate that. So um, yeah, all good. Love the swag, Jordy. as you know. How you doing? Big day. Big day, mate. Yeah, big day. It's always a big day whenever it's podcast night and I get to sit on here with you boys. Like, <laughs> How you doing? You're welcome. Yeah, we're, 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 we're doing good. Uh, yeah, you might have saw on my socials a uh, wee bit of news today. Um, every, everybody's doing all right. We've... Uh, We've made it to first scan and, and everything's looking good. So it's a little bit of a of a sigh of relief. And uh, and uh, I'm, all, I'm, I'm grateful to be able to come on to something like this and to have this platform to say thank you very much to everybody. Just there's been a lot of very, very kind messages have been kind of flying in. And, uh, and I'm, I'm really, really, truly, deeply grateful for them. And I know Danny is too. So thank you very much. Plenty of slaggings as well. Um, it's, come so, yeah. as a, you know what, it's come as a complete shock having bought a house with many bedrooms in it that, Dan- that Danielle's pregnant. Total shock. 
I, sure. I, I didn't I would see love, this coming. <laughs> I would love to say that it was planned to perfection, but listen, I don't do things that way. So another <laughs> <laughs> of, of stream, mate. And, and when you get and when you get to where I am now, I'm sure kids was Joanna's idea. <laughs> I don't think it was my idea. Absolutely not. But, uh, but no, congratulations, mate, and congratulations, Danielle. Fantastic news. Thank you very much. Right, let's crack on with the show. We're going to talk about the games against the Five Flyers in just a second, but we're delighted to be joined at this point in the show by the CEO of the Odyssey Trust. That is, of course, Mr. Robert Fitzpatrick. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing very well, Paddy. Davy, Joel, good evening. Hope you're all keeping well. Doing very well. We're starting off this show just uh, obviously bringing you on. We'll talk about regards to the Giants and, uh, and the season to come, but obviously on Saturday night was um, a big thing for the club, and that was the raising of the banner to mark uh, the sad passing of Jim Gillespie. That's correct. I mean, um, I sometimes I sometimes um, reflect on the first time I met Jim um, and um, being completely blown away by how understated he was. And how it never was that big a deal that he had done what he'd done. And I remember then as we went through the process of of of, of uh, acquiring the club and and, and 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 sitting and working with him, um I got a, a, a very great sense of his unwavering belief in his dream or passion or vision for what he had for the club and I'd sort of at that stage made him a number of I suppose mano mano promises that we would always honour his legacy that we would always honour his vision for giants to be giants of men and I suppose you know uh, in his passing um, he was the president of our club um, I know I know that Nostalgia plays a huge part in how people view the club. And um, I think Davey put it very well last week when he said in 10 or 12 or 15 years' time, people might be talking about what we're doing now. But I think that um, there was no better way for Jim to be recognised. And I suppose for that era to be recognised than by finally working out to how to hang a bar how to hang a banner without literally dropping it from the ceiling number one yeah more importantly <laughs> but more importantly um it was a fitting tribute to him um i mean i don't think that anybody can forget that uh the part that you guys played in getting him acknowledged by the hall of fame and the yes. fact that we've now got that we've now managed to you know put that in what I consider to be a, a, a proper representation as a, a bit of a, hopefully a, a bit of a legacy shrine for Jim. Um, the banner I always wanted to do, and I'm very indebted to, to James Lover, who, who, who come up with the design and the concept and used the word architect, because no better word uh, would come to mind in relation to how Jim would have shaped the thinking that maintains in the club to this day. So um the fact then that we had Mitzi there and the rest of the the rest of the Gillespie family just put an added legitimacy on what has been a very um very moving I suppose given the week we're in or the week we were in where emotions right across the fan base was quite raw. I suppose our own wee way of of trying to 
capture what one of our people meant to us was in keeping with what many other people up and down the country thought their loss was. So to that end, I think it was a very fitting tribute for Jim and, you know, uh, he'll always be a part of us. It was a real, it was a real goosebump kind of event. And I guess from talking to Smalls, he had said there the other week, did Jim, did Jim know, did, did Jim appreciate how much he was valued? By everyone, and she just wasn't. She's. I told him all the time, and I think he understood. He wasn't well in his later years, as you well know, um, and he maybe didn't understand to the extent that that the value that he was held in all our hearts and how important he is to us on a well, on I a, think on if it's any consolation to you, David, if it's any consolation to you, the last time that I spoke to him was the last time he was home in the box with Missy, and mm-hmm. I made a I made a point of going round to the box to talk to him. Now. At that stage, you're right, he wasn't well. He, he hadn't got the full command of his vocabulary. Um, but the light was on his eyes. You mm-hmm. could see the light in his eyes. And when I told him um, that it was still his giants, that the philosophy that he had left with us was still the same, when I told him that from a business perspective, um, all of his goals and aspirations in terms of the business had been reached and in some ways passed, um, I say this with all of humility that I can probably muster, but I think he maybe died a happy man. I think he maybe, I think he maybe at that moment realized that, you know, um, all of his effort and all of his pain and all of his passion and generosity <clears throat> wasn't in vain. So I hope so. I hope so. I, I think one lesson to take out of this in, in life, and, and I think it's an amazing tribute to Jim. Uh, I told you at the weekend, you don't need the pats in the back, but this is one thing that the club did really well. I think this this event, this whole banner raising um, was done sensitively and really, really well. And it's really appreciated by, especially the ones from, from way back that were here for the whole Jim Gillespie era. But Jim didn't get to see the banner raised himself. Obviously, no. Sally has passed away and, gives us an opportunity in life to remember if you've got someone within your life that has done something to let them know when they're here, let them know how important and how valued they are. It doesn't matter whether it's in your hockey sphere and your own family, somebody that you work with, somebody that you've played sport with, whatever. But if you get the opportunity, let them know. There's no harm yeah, in, in, they, look, in giving they, somebody they, a, they, a pat on the back. Debbie, that, that's, uh, I wouldn't expect anything else coming from you at the minute in terms of empathy and stuff, stuff like that, given all the work you've done over the last couple of years with Rainer and blood drives and all that sort of thing. But you're right. It is an opportunity for us all to reflect that we are human. If you think of the mountain that Jim climbed, the, the time that he spent, um, you know, uh, agonizing over whether he was going to go for another year and going to go for another year, the nostalgia that's wrapped around that era, the fact that we brought a part of that era back into the modern club with the returning of George from mm-hmm. a very successful playing career as a trophy winning captain to now become an assistant coach, in some ways, to my mind, represents, you know, once a giant, always a giant. And I, I, I said to you many, many times, I mean, I gave a commitment to Jim that we would never delineate from the vision that he said, and we never will. That's the reality. Uh, Robert, and excuse me, boys, I'm having ridiculous hardware problems here. Things are like turning on and off and stuff. That's so I'll perfect. figure that out whenever we get a chance. 
um, but but if you can hear me, Robert, um, it's something that that is is very very important to me and that has been highlighted in recent weeks is the fact that we have Laura Small continuing on. You know that that Jim's legacy um, with the SSE or sorry with the Odyssey Trust and in the arena and with the Giants. How important is that to you that Laura is in there uh, keeping on what is an incredible legacy and ultimately her family kind of her family's legacy, her family name. Uh, not remotely important at all. She's an employee and she does a very good job. I mean, I think <laughs> I think that I think if, if you're fishing for compliments from me for Laurie, you're gonna have to fish a long time, Joel. <laughs> um, you know, Laura, 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 you know, Laura chose to come to work for the organization when an opportunity arose. I don't think if, if Laura wasn't working for the opportunity, she'd still be around the club because she passionately believes in the vision that her that her uncle set. So to, so to that end, um but Laura's much more, Laura has this by birthright. She has this association with what is now a club legend. And and by her words and deeds over the last 10, 12, 15 years, if you like, she's uh, crystallized the position herself within the club. She's also a very valued employee. And as a very valued employee, she, um, she delivers over and beyond um, what... A normal firm might expect from a normal employee we're not a normal firm and we expect great things from employees so to that end every every commitment that laura makes to us and every addition that she brings to the table you gotta remember she's in charge of csr it's yeah. passionate it's something that i'm passionate about it's something that the organization can do in a much much more controlled and cohesive way now because there's a bit of control and organization behind it but um no better woman from the job than Laura Small. She's first class. She and not only that, she's an outstanding human being. It was a, like I say, it was a fantastic, a fantastic moment, a fantastic moment for the for the club and a way to mark the, the, Jim's passing and and something that's going to last there. It'd be amiss not to ask you before you went that about what this season holds with regards to the organisation. Obviously, it's the return of the friendship four in November. That's a, a massive thing that could be coming back. But coming off last year with with you know, a year back after COVID and the successes that we had, you know. Where do we push on to? Obviously, we've had the, well, uh, the CHL. I mean, there's been you, you'd have noted, Paddy, back end of last year, there was a huge investment made off ice with all of the good stuff on the for the fans that way. Uh, we've just finished off. We've just finished. We're in the finish. We're in the process of finishing the offside part, which is essentially an honors wall for the Giants. You'll see it the next time you're home. Um, but I suppose the big, the really big thing, and I can't really take any credit for this at the time. It was just, it was, it's actually been prompted by Neil Whiteside for the last, every time he gets the chance, he jags me about it. And that's the lighting in the arena. So we, we bit the bullet. And um, I think that, um, I think it's the game before Halloween. Uh, we will have the capacity to go um, follow on with a brand new lighting system and show, sec, show deck system. That's akin, uh, that's on a par with what you would have seen with, some of the European clubs in the CHL, we'll have one of those as well. Um, that's notwithstanding the fact that we're going into probably one of the biggest power crises that the country's ever faced. Yeah. But it is what it is, and you just have to get around it. Um, on the hockey side, uh, the inspection trip uh, was about was three weeks ago, where all of the colleges come over and, as normal, um, I think Steve Hagwell was telling me it was his 14th visit to Belfast. He loves a trip to Belfast, don't he? <laughs> Never gives up on a trip to Belfast, Steve Hagwell. 
Yeah. So Steve's obviously Steve's taking Steve's taking the family. Um, Steve Metcalf, I think, is taking the family as well. Um, I know that uh, Sarah Fraser from Quinnipiac is taking the family. So we are starting to get under. We are starting to get under their skin. I'm heading back over to Boston again at the end of at the end of October, start of November, just to put the final touches to uh, to this year's tournament. Um, and as you as you rightly say, it's um, it's something that we've started. It's something that I want to continue. And more importantly, it's something that I want to grow. And I think if if our plans come together, um, we had thought about doing um, men men every two years, but I'm, I'm I'm increasingly thinking that there's a place for a women's tournament, and we're going to try and explore the possibility of a women's tournament in 23, and then we bring the men's tournament back again in 24. So it's in fairly rude health. Um, thanks to our sponsors and our uh, and our patrons, um, they've committed to the same period of time. So that should go very well. On the ice for the Giants this year, um, it's very simple, Paddy. We've set a bar. You know, a double double uh, means that you can only you can only actually beat it with a treble. And and you know, I know that I know that we, we joke about this as fans sometimes. And I, I said, I'm sort of when I'm chatting to you boys, I think more as a fan than I really do as a as a as a, I suppose as a CEO. But the the reality of it is, the more successful we've got, the more people watch us. Yep. The more successful we are on the ice, the more successful we are off the ice. And whilst there's a whilst there's a, a sort of a, a splitting now, uh, where you're you're seeing the the the, the Nottingham's and the Sheffields and the Cardiffs and the, and the Belfasts starting to try and monopolise as they did last year, I'm not so sure this year that it mightn't come back because I think there's been a bit of clever recruiting done in the league this year, and I think it might come back a little bit. Uh, I still think it's going to be the usual suspects, uh, championing for 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 all of the trophies. But if you were pushing me on this year's roster, um, I I think we've done very well in replacing what we've lost. Um, time will tell, but I think the spread of scoring uh, over the over the weekend has been positive. More importantly, I went to Davos uh, to watch the team in Davos, and for I would say 47, 48 minutes. They skated with one of the best teams in Europe. So yeah. to my mind, that augurs well. And if we can stay injury free and we have like we have the ability now where I don't actually relish Kiefer's choices because he's gonna have to sit people every week. Mm -hmm. And that's gonna put a bit of a an edge on training, I would imagine. But I think it augurs well for the season. We'll know. You know, a couple of weeks time when we play Cardiff away and we try and get out of that barn with a win, then we'll probably know what sort of shape we're in better then. Right, Robert. To, to wrap this little section up, you're really allowed to go with quick answers here. You're not allowed to give Robert Fitzpatrick answers to these. Okay. These are questions that have come in from people <laughs> that are watching. One, when are we getting electric vehicle chargers in the car park? Uh, early part of next year. Um, what team are you most excited to see the Giants play? Sheffield. Um, any plans for filling the two blank screens with actual screens in the arena? If they if they're cheap enough, but would you can would you consider a season ticket for parking to save people time queuing? Absolutely. Uh, that's all the questions for now. Thank you for the quick answers. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully everyone that sent the question in there will be satisfied with those. Um, you know, we get and we get lots of views as a response to that. 
<laughs> Somebody wants to plug that. He he's with the Alliance. I knew he'd have an electric car. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, listen, we really appreciate Paddy, your time. I, I have to say to you, Paddy, don't say it, don't say it too loudly, but there are, there, are, there already is an electric charging point in the car park. <laughs> There's a race for it in the morning then. Or no, race it's for me. It's, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Robert, listen, really appreciate you coming on, spending time. A great Boys, moment on Saturday as it was. Thanks really keep a good work. Thanks a million. Cheers. Bye-bye. Big thanks to, to Robert Fitzpatrick for his time. Really great to have him on. And really great. Like I said, Davey, it was a, a fabulous moment on Saturday. Oh, it was lovely. It, it really was. Very um as as Robert said as well, just with what was going on in personal life at the time and a, a kind of a, a period of reflection, and then that came along at the same time. And to see Mitzi down there, Laura, obviously on the bench and the banner being raised. And as Robert sort of noted at the start, I like to see a banner being raised. I don't like to see a banner being dropped. You know, you yeah, raise them because you won them. You raise a trophy, you raise a banner for it. And no no more fitting person to, and to have the word Nick Glover put on it as architect. It just sits up there perfectly. I wish, I hope Jim can see it from wherever he is because it's a great tribute to a great man. I fully agree with that. Welcome back, Joel. Joel Hello, Robert. sorry, don't know what's going on. Everything's just breaking tonight. One of those nights. That's that new house for you. <laughs> I'm not right. back. In a, in about in under ten minutes' time, we're being joined by uh, by Chad Butcher, and <laughs> so let's have a quick look at the two games that took place this weekend uh, at the SSE Arena. Well, one of the SSE Arena, and one of course over in Kirkcaldy against the Five Flyers. We start, of course, on where did I find it here on Saturday night at the arena and it was a 2-1 win in overtime for your Belfast Giants goals coming from Chad Butcher and uh, and Reese Cochran scoring the the first goal the opening goal in the first period before Chad Butcher got one in, in on the power play in the dying depths of the of the game to, to level it up at 1-1 in the overtime we went and Scott Conway gets the winner um regards to goalkeepers Jackson Whistle 16 shots against one goal against this one's incredible Shane Owen, 58 shots against, two goals against. The refs were Chris Wells and Steve Brown. Davey, for large parts of that game, it was the Shane Owen show. Yeah, um, and, and like many goaltenders within this league, if you let them get hot, they're hard to beat. And thought the Giants, perhaps guilty in the first period, perhaps of just not burying down enough and maybe just going down the gut a little easy and throwing shots into Shane Owen and almost warming him up, if you like. Um, he obviously came, like any goalie that probably played for the club previously, he always got a little point to prove when he's here, but I just felt like you put 100 shots on, you know, you put 100 shots on a goalie, or on and off, with 100 shots more or less on the night, and you really got to be winning more comprehensively than squeaking a 2-1 overtime win. And to be fair, we went to the 60th minute to get that, that equalising goal. I suppose that... That's what you can take from this. We um, we perhaps in the first 20 minutes, I think guilty. Uh, the biggest guilt, and I know Simon mentioned it a few times in commentary, I think our biggest guilt on was Friday or Saturday, whatever night it was, um, was just slightly overplaying the puck, getting into good positions and maybe making that one or two more passes than we needed to make. You know, we, we created plenty, plenty of opportunities, but we were a little guilty. And we've talked about this, what, how many weeks in a row now about crossing that Royal Road? And I'll not apologize for using the term again. Not getting Shane Owen moving left or right, east or west, whatever way you want to put it, just coming down and hitting them in the badge, hitting them in the guts, hitting them in the pads. 
you know, the goal eventually comes from a cleverly worked move and the power play work goes to the back stick. He has to move left to right. It's hard to move left to right, especially in the 59th minute of a game when you faced the guts of 100 shots, maybe 50 on, 50 off. So we've got that equalising goal. And then I think um, there was a little bit of a, a, a naughty play behind the net um, and Jackson Whistle gets uh, gets to go to the bench and we'll get the extra man there. And, you know, Collins was standing with a stick up in the air waiting for it and an absolute clapper, as Joe would say, um, <laughs> to, to take the extra point in, in overtime to get our Challenge Cup uh, retention underway. Joel, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. I watched the games that Fife played last weekend and I actually came away, I, I thought I would put it on Twitter at the time, actually, but I didn't, but that Fife weren't going to be an easy prospect and so it proved. Yeah, and it's it's been uh, it's been sort of mentioned and mooted online by their own fans in, in the aftermath of this weekend that you know they're still short three or four bodies and, and are looking to kind of to, to bolster what they have already. Um, I, I don't think that they will be the whipping boys that they possibly were in previous years. You know, I think I think they're gonna they're gonna get in the faces of teams and they're gonna bring or they're gonna they're gonna pull the odd result. Um, one, but with that said though, I still expect them to be lower lower table by the end of the season. Um, but but it's not like we're playing the Edinburgh Capitals before they sort of lay over and and, and died. You know, it's the I, thing. Go ahead, I David. Kind of, I kind of expect the Five Flyers to be tenth in this league this season. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I I think they came with a very. You can't play fifty four league games trying not to get beaten win one nil. You have to be expansive at some stage. The came, the claps in around though, and they played almost like they were on the the penalty kill the whole night. Blocked the house out, like to be fair to them, you know, they planted four guys in front and sent one guy to, you know, to go and chase the puck down. But you can't do that for 54 games. You need to have something within your locker that's going to go and score goals for you. Yeah, uh, Rob, my point. What I was going to say was uh, it's pretty, <laughs> pretty much that. Uh, you know, it's, it's just if you notice that even kind of from the half hour mark on, um, you know, and, and fair play to the kid, Reese Cochran, with, with a decent goal uh, to, to put them up against the run of play. Um, but for the rest of that game, with a one goal lead, they did. I mean, the, the four check was non existent. They sat at the blue line. They were not coming up the ice at the Giants and they were just inviting those waves and waves of attack. And for like, to their credit, for the majority of it, they did keep us to the perimeter. And I think my, my issue with this game was was that we were perimeter shots you know we, we weren't finding great eyes and uh, we, we were i think cno made maybe five maybe six really really good saves i think we were making them look extremely good for for the kind of uh pucks that we were kind of dishing into him um but you, you can't rely on on a, a good goalie and cno to do all your work as davy says you know you can't you can't nick that one goal lead and, and then just sit back on the road for the vast majority they played one of those frustrating road games where they were just not crossing that blue line um but ultimately it's to the giants credit maybe that they they, they managed to grind on and they actually find that goal this time was running out. I thought about obviously we've talked about you know uh changing it up a little bit here, Davy, with the with the highlights and stuff in the background. Uh the highlights are eleven minutes long for the from the Giants. So we're sort of uh, <laughs> the YouTube highlights are eleven minutes long for those watching us on uh on YouTube and Twitter. So maybe we won't, won't get to the end of this. Um one quick one, do uh, one person I do want to talk about and maybe we'll, we'll this will come into the into the next game as well. Is Reese Cochran, 21 years old, Kirkcaldy lad, gets a goal against the Giants on Saturday night and an assist, Davy, against the uh, at home on the uh, on the Sunday, and it was one of the things that was talked about by like says Simon on, on commentary and and um, Simon and, and Graham Walton is about how Kirkcaldy has become a real breeding ground and has been for a long time for talent, and Reese Cochran looks like just that. Well, it has been for donkey's years. You know, they come mm-hmm. through the castles. That that you know. 
Fife Ice Arena, Kirkcaldy rink. Um, although it's something special to go to, probably for some of the guys coming from North America, it's like stepping back in time. But you know, they just have a conveyor belt of young Scottish talent to come through. And the the Fife's credit, and I, I guess this is a bit like Max Stewart, Kelby, etc. These guys now are getting a chance at the top level of the game. Maybe in Belfast, more so to be training on a daily basis with you know top end Premier League players here. But you know, in Fife, they're getting to play significant ice time, and to their to their credit, you know they're they're coming up with points and goals there. So, um, you know, Todd Dudium, great teacher, great coach. He, he's been there for many years. He'll probably be there until he decides to to leave Fife. But that that system that they have going there of bringing young talent through into the British game and then hopefully on into the British national team as well is, is what I suppose they're trying to develop for as much as for their own team. So, you know, credit to Fife for getting these young lads into the lineup. Paddy, just quickly, uh, but one yeah. one thing that was encouraging, uh, Chris Lawrence, being Chris Lawrence, uh, took a really silly holding penalty and tried his best to goad Colby McCauley yeah. into a fighting major down in our zone. It was very, very mm-hmm. nice to see to see uh, Colby just kind of look at that and, and walk away from it and realize the situation that the team was in and that we don't need him disappearing for five minutes. And you know, when we go back a couple of weeks and talk about the European games and, and the debate we had over penalties and some of them being aggression-based and maybe more avoidable, um, that to me is just a wee lesson learned that we played smart and, and that's a big part for me as to how we find a way back into this game the highlights from this game are available as you can see from belfast giants tv on youtube let's quickly look at sunday's game before we are joined by chad butcher uh the, the game obviously was a bit of a different one going over to kirkcaldy the belfast giants taking a 5-2 victory um a KG opener, but it was Zach Phillips and Sean Cameron with the two goals for the five flyers with Butcher, Cullen, Gilbert, Conway with two, running out the 5-2 victory. In goal, Peyton Jones, 20 shots against, two goals against. Shane Owen, 37 shots against, five goals against. Steve Brown, two games in a row. And Pavel Hallis were your referees. Um, Jolie, I said KG first period, but you know a comprehensive second that more or less took the game away from five. Yeah, we did what uh, what Adam Keefe had called for in post game the night before. Uh, that was to to give a full sixty minutes and and to not take that that kind of period off. Um, you could tell following the first game that that we we hit the ground uh, running. There was a lot of early momentum, really high press, um, re- really really desperately searching for that opener in a way that I don't think I felt um, at the SSC Arena the night before. Um, really nice opener. David Goodwin feeding Butcher to to break the deadlock. He did it on on, on Friday or sorry Saturday, and he did it on Sunday. Um, and, and it was nice to see us get back into the uh the rhythm of uh of succeeding on special teams not only on the power play but also on the penalty kill it was lovely to see con springing up with that shorty um, and that looked a lot more like uh, the belfast giants i recognized that was a, a a clear response for me from uh, from the the issues that they had the night before David, you know, how do you think there needed to be a response after you know the difficulties you had with shane owen and we got that response yeah i think um the first goal that's either three or four times now identical play a, a sort of aggressive four check with a little poke chap along a half wall and breakaway goody it was exactly the same goal as goody um feeds mm-hmm. longer away i think it was in davos mm-hmm. opening the it boy was. up for their righty that to, to have the, the shot the one-timer so you know that was great and then they've gone into 2-1 and it's the bounce back from that we've gone 2-1 down and we've scored we've, we've equalized before they've even read the uh you know, the goal scorers out, so that's a nice bounce back on a two each, and then we just kind of put the foot down then and, and, and went on. The the one where um, I think it's uh, Rainer plays a long out left pass, it's picked off, and, and 
Collins comes up with a little stick lift and, and goes in. Steve Orry's on his on his left hand, sort of taking a bit of attention away, and he, he he smashes it home. So a really nice performance, I think, in terms of like great A's, probably I chanced them three three plus to one, I think, with 22, 23, 24 great A's or something to their seven. So, you know, in terms of it was a comprehensive enough victory. If you go back over the stat sheet here, you know, it was, you know, the five five flyers were in it at two one, but it wasn't a game that I ever felt we were in really any danger of losing. We made a couple of defensive mistakes. Like the first one is a little bit of a mishandle. Steve already puts it back to longer and he just slightly mishandles a puck and we'll get ourselves in a bit of a situation. And the second one will lose our sort of net front coverage. Three guys go down into one corner. Two guys leave the, the left-hand side of the ice and it's just an, an, an iron stick throws it back up the middle of the ice and the guy steps in from the blue line and smashes it home. So, you know, they had precious little in terms of major opportunities. We weren't really, Peyton Jones didn't have that much to do in that. So pretty comprehensive win for the guys. It was a pretty pleasing game to watch. The uh, That game, we're just going to move on. That game is, uh, well, the highlights aren't available yet. I don't think I had a look earlier on for Five Flash TV, but they do fire them up on, on YouTube if you want to catch the highlights of that 5-2 victory. Just briefly, Joel, your four points to open the account in the Challenge Cup is exactly what the Giants want if they're going to retain that trophy. Yeah, uh, my my concern this early in the season is not making it out of the Challenge Cup groups, and and you can call me pig head, <laughs> headed if if you like. But um, uh, look, it's 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 a fact. You know, we're we're the we're the Belfast Giants. We we expect to get out of the Challenge Cup group stage. Um, the format of that tournament does not make it overly difficult to do so. Um, so it, it was more for me about complete performances, momentum, and coming out and hit the ground running, not showing any sign of a European hangover. Um, I think we we gutted one out. Uh, on Saturday at the arena, and um, we put it right on Sunday on the road in a difficult building. Uh, so, look, happy enough. Um, I, I think there's also a, a certain element of um, that the team you're playing can sometimes fluctuate the sort of game that, that you play as well. Um, you know, if, if that had been a, a Saturday night, you know, main event against the Sheffield Steelers 1v2, um, the Giants would be well up for it. So sometimes it's hard to, to re kind of go again. Um, if you've been in Europe, you're suddenly playing a Challenge Cup group game against the Five Flyers on a Saturday, Sunday. It could be hard to get up for that and get the adrenaline pumping. And I think we were professional throughout the weekend, even in a, uh, with things going a little bit against us on Saturday. And I Davey, what, oh, sorry, go ahead, Paddy. What's the question? No, my, my point, my, my final point was going to be obviously there's a battle for places in the uh, in, in the Giants with regards to the import numbers. Tyler Soy missing out in both games. Jeff Baum missing out on one. Peyton Jones being seated as well. That 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 battle is going to remain for for guys to get points because the, the guys are playing well. There there'll be little reasons for for Kiefer making his selections at this stage for for healthy or unhealthy scratches. So. Wouldn't read too much into people being, you know, having a night off at this stage. Um, I, th I think it's a great thing that to be able to have that little bit of competition that we haven't been able to have in previous years because guys are having to play ill, guys are having to play hurt, guys are having to play when they're not particularly in great form. So it gives it gives the coach, it gives the players a little bit of um, competition within the roster. Nobody wants to be the guy that's sitting watching, so it gives them that opportunity. Just two things from from Saturday and Sunday night. I know Simon Kitchen's a Ben Nick, you know, fan club, but. The, the the physicality that Brent Lake brought over the two nights in terms of hitting and blocking shots, the turnover, as you, you've seen the, the video there, where I'm not sure the second or third goal where he forces a big four check, forces a turnover behind the net, comes around, whiffs on one, and I think it's um it's maybe Gilbert coming in off the just from the blue line, smashes home, and then some of Goody's playmaking, you, know, you have to, as Joel would say, tip your cap sometimes. Some of his playmaking in and around the net is outstanding, even this early into the season. So Things look good. It's, you know, we're we're in a 
it's a good we're start. in the we're in the group we're in it's a solid start we're four points from four points so let's just you know kick off from there absolutely like i say keep an eye on youtube we'll father's highlights with regards to the five flowers and a four-point weekend for your belfast giants right let's move on it's the fan agenda brought to you by our friends at belfast giants tv and we're delighted to be joined for the first time i think the view from the bridge by the number 17 for your belfast giants uh two goals of the weekend chad butcher how are you doing good guys how's it going hey buddy how you yeah doing? going really well um your reflection first of all on the weekend and the two games against Fife? Um, I thought it wasn't bad. Um, obviously, coming out of the weekend with four points is something we're going to be happy with. Um, I think in the first game, good teams find a, find a way to win. Um, maybe not our best performance overall, but I think we kind of bounced back on on Saturday there a little bit and had a, a better all-around effort. Does the idea of this cup competition sit well? Have you have you, uh, have you got your head around it and how? Because obviously it'd be a bit different in approach. Yeah, I didn't actually um, understand how it worked until I got here. Obviously, but I think it's kind of cool. Um, I guess, how many games is it? Twelve games. About that. Um, where uh, yeah, every every win counts, so it makes uh, it almost more like a playoff atmosphere in every game. Chad, with a few questions in here from people that are watching online here, how's how's having your former ECHL teammates Macaulay and Ori helped you so far with your chance, and how does the experience of the elite league so far differ to your time in the coast? Yeah, it's been good um, having having a few guys around here that I'm familiar with and have played with definitely helps. Um, coming overseas, um, having some buddies makes the transition easier. Um, and then as for the the style of play, it's a little bit different. Um, I would say the the level of hockey is fairly similar. It's just a different game on the bigger ice, right? So I think that that's something that suits and helps my game. So it's been good. So you're you're sitting in in North America there in the probably early part of the year, and an opportunity comes in Northern Ireland. What was it? What was the process there for the offer coming along, and how hard a decision was it to come across the pond? Yeah. So. I had been looking at options in Europe and it was kind of something I wanted to, to do. Um, and when I talked to Belfast, there was uh, uh, the fact that they were playing in the Champions League and, and that was definitely a big part of the decision and just the fact that they're always, um, they have, have a very high championship standard, right? So last year they won two of the cups and this year they're really uh, making a, a push to win all three. So that's something that excited me. Uh, Chad, you one of my uh, things I noticed kind of early in the season, you spoke to the Belfast Telegraph just about the uh, the fans and the atmosphere and, and just the, the whole kind of culture around the Belfast Giants and the Elite Ice Hockey League. Um, said some really lovely things just about the you know even for a preseason game. I think it was after that Devils game um, that you just really noticed the fans were really hot and were, were really there behind you. Um, you know you've obviously played in the coast. You've you've been in the AHL. You've been in Sweden. Um, you spent a, a great deal of your career so far in, in playing junior in the WHL, um, which yeah. from from what I I've seen you know teams or fans out there really get behind their teams and um, so ju just what is it what is, have you really noticed a sort of difference in, in fan culture and just the how vocal and how passionate the fans here are yeah they're awesome um it's definitely probably the best fan base that i've been able to play in front of um like i said for some of these games early on in the year um the, the crowds have been great um and I'm definitely looking forward to when we play uh, some of our rival teams like Cardiff and when it gets really packed in there, that's, that's really exciting. 
Um, and one of the 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 what you know, the viewers, sorry, um, mentioned it there. But you've obviously played with Steve Ory, with Cons, with Colby McCauley, and with Rupper before. Um, you know, coming into the EIHL, uh, one of the things we don't have the luxury of is a long camp in the summer. You know, you, you guys arrive here and you've got a couple of weeks really to to impl- implement your systems before you're you're off. And in this case, it was off to Europe to play against some of the best teams on the continent. So, um, has it made a difference for you in terms of hitting the ground running that you already know those guys? You've shared the ice with them um, and you know how they play yeah definitely um obviously the lines have uh, been mixed up a little bit and we're kind of playing with different guys and whatnot but i thought we've come together uh, pretty well so far for how early on it is um and then like i said it's it's still pretty early and we're still developing that chemistry and i think it's only going to get better from here have you had a day off yet have you seen anywhere around the city or have you gone gone traveling or adventuring yet uh we haven't done a whole lot of exploring yet that's something that we're definitely going to need to look into me and my roommates here but definitely checked out the town and it's it's awesome yeah plenty of time plenty of time to do yeah. let's get another one from uh for the guys watching on one on youtube we got one from here from uh from neil saying what does chad think about the away trips to scotland on the boat versus <laughs> previous travel in other leagues well, well here before before chad answers that Obviously, you had the opportunity to go to Switzerland and play in that beautiful the, the cathedral of hockey, they call it the Davos rink. Yeah. And then you jump on the boat and you end up in Fife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of a difference there. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, the Davos arena was unbelievable. That's a once in a lifetime opportunity. So that was really cool. And then as for the Fife games, you just got to find a way to, to get excited and get your feet moving out there. <laughs> you join the boat answer. <laughs> and then yeah the boat um you know what the boat's not too bad just just because you're able to get up and walk around a little bit and they've got couches that we can lie on and you know take a little snooze so it actually is <laughs> a little bit better than i think riding on the bus for six hours or whatever so what about the chl you know obviously you know in comparison to domestic competition it, it was a different speed these guys are uh, are operating at sometimes at a much higher level uh, how did you find it was it was it tough to get play out there and it was, was the speed too quick um yeah well in the first game it was definitely for all of us it was a bit of an adjustment from what we were used to because for a lot of us, this is probably some of the fastest games that we've played in. Um, but I think we, you know, we did really well, and we proved that we can we can skate with these teams. And like the the Czech game where we were able to take the victory there, that we were really pumped about that. And I think that the whole experience is is awesome, and and it's going to really help us moving into our league. That experience of playing at a different level. So I think it was probably the best thing that we could have done to prepare us. I'm fascinated, Chad. Sorry, Paddy. I'm fascinated by the obviously playing high quality teams on the Olympic on the 200 by 100 feet ice pad versus possibly playing the coast in the slightly smaller ice pad and having like Coventry, Manchester teams in this league where you'll go to that have the much smaller ice pad versus playing at home on the Olympic size rink. Is that something that you've 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 talked about in training yet? Haven't played any of these teams yet, but whenever we go to the smaller ice pad, everything happens that 10% quicker. Yeah, no, it hasn't been something we've talked about yet. Um, but for a lot of us, you know, we're used to playing on the smaller sheets. So um, I think that's something that maybe we'll discuss when we, we go into those games. But definitely, like you said, it's things happen have, have to happen probably 10% uh, faster. Do you set yourself goals when you come in? 
you know, obviously, you, you know, you, you, you've, you've, you've had two at the weekend, but do you come in here, <laughs> look at the standards of this league, and you said to yourself, actually, this time I want to reach this, I want to hit this many goals, I want to, or is it just a game by game? You know, I want to be the best player I am. Um, I haven't really set any goals yet, but um, yeah, I, I like to just try and take it game by game, and the main goal is to just try and improve every day, um, coming to practice and. And get better and then improve every in every game i play um and then obviously a goal of ours is of course to win win the championships so that's the main goal and we've one that's come in here from neve saying did you how did you find playing hurling with Oshie mcmanus would you ever give a go to watch a full game oh hurling was really cool actually yeah that was fun um yeah i would love to actually check out a game like that for sure was it, cool. how did you find it was it a, it's obviously a lot different but it's uh yeah it's still a hand-eye coordination sort of a game yeah uh yeah it, it's uh actually believe it or not i was able to that was my second time hurling when i spent some time at the university of alberta there were some irish fellas that that we ended up getting hooked up with in edmonton and they they did the same thing they kind of taught us how to how the game worked and and how to do all the proper technique and whatnot. So, but yeah, it's it was it's a cool sport. It always it frustrates me how hockey yeah. players they, they can click their fingers and play golf and play see anything that has that kind of there's a ball and there's a bat of some sort. You guys can just turn your hand to it, and it makes me sick. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can barely watch hockey without falling over. Yeah, <laughs> Chad. Listen, we really appreciate your time. Thanks to everybody who sent in uh, the questions. Good luck this weekend against the Dundee Stars, and we'll we'll catch up again later in the later in the season. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate Thanks, it. Man. Thanks, Billy. Best. Big thanks to, to Chad Butcher there for joining us. Right, we're going to crack on. We've uh, we've obviously got the games this weekend against the Dundee Stars. We're delighted to be joined by the head coach of the Dundee Stars, a man who seems to have he does have experience in Europe. He played in Germany and Norway. It's Jeff Mason. <laughs> oh yeah, I yeah. Do him like that. Him. How you doing, Mason? You okay. Yes. Good. How are you guys? Yeah, doing really well. The uh. How have you been settling into Dundee then? Ah, it's been good. It's been good. You know, we've been uh, obviously busy with the with the season and things, and um, and and kids' school and stuff. So, haven't done a ton of sightseeing. I will say, I've seen the old course and been over there a few times and walked around and uh, and done all that. But uh, no, I mean, I think we're all yeah. I think I think we're all settling in pretty uh, pretty nicely, and you know, enjoying it. And uh, you know, I'm a firm believer that the change is good and and you know, for growth to happen, you need some change. So it's been certainly been different after over a decade in, in Belfast. But uh, no, it's been good. You see, coach, I'm not okay with change. I don't deal <laughs> yeah, with change. I, I don't change. I don't deal with change very well. So I'm 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 delighted for you that you've got a head coach role. You know that for certain. I'm just disappointed that you're not in Belfast anymore. But as far as Dundee goes, and being the main man now, has that been slightly different for you? And um, does that, you know, does that get the juices flowing for you? Yeah, I think it's been really good. I've really enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's certainly more work, more responsibility. Uh, I think you bring the job home a lot with you, um, a lot more uh, as a head coach. Um, but uh, no, it's been, you know, it's certainly in learning a, a new city, a, a new way of people. Uh, um you know uh, doing things and stuff it's been uh it's been good but I, i've really enjoyed it so far and uh it, you know certainly looking forward to to the 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 
you know, the, the coming games and the rest of the season. Uh, it's good to see you again. There's a, there seems to be a little bit more of an edge to the inter-Scottish games in the league, and I've always kind of enjoyed that. I, I think some of the Scottish fixtures uh, managed to really get the crowds up for it. Um, you went to Glasgow on Saturday, I think it was, and, and came out of there with a 3-1 win uh, against the clan on the road. Um, do you see that through a different lens now that you're behind the bench with the Dundee Stars? Do you get a measure of how much that means to the fans? Um, and does it charge you up a little bit more to go in there looking for a result? Uh, it, it certainly is like, uh, as you said, more of a rivalry, um, you know, being, being coming to these rinks and things, uh, you know, with Belfast for so many years, uh, you know, you don't get, you don't get as many fans. It's not as heated. Um, yeah. it, it's been, you know, you certainly feel the, the intensity and the passion from both fan bases. Um, you know, when we've gone to Fife, when they've come to us, when we've gone to Glasgow, when they've come to us. Um, so, you know, certainly Saturday night was a great, was a great team performance for us, uh, you know, up and down the lineup. I think, um, it, it was a really hard fought win. And when I say hard fought, it was a battle and we came out of it and, you know, guys were, were tired and a bit banged up. So knew that Sunday would be difficult. Um, and, and we, you know, we played a really good game for 20 minutes. We played a pretty okay game for 40 minutes and two one one the third and then we just kind of it was our ninth period in in four days and we just ran out of steam yeah. and and, it, and things went for us now that said as i told the guys in the room nobody cares nobody cares that it was our third game and fourth nights nobody cares that we've been short we haven't had a full line yeah. of entire yeah. season uh due to late arrivals and then injuries straight away so um the guys have been battling and, and i give them you know, complete credit for that. And, and hopefully we'll start to add more bodies back soon. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, nobody cares. <laughs> so <laughs> There's the reality of head coaching, right? <laughs> you, you know, so it's, uh, we just got to find a way to get through it. And, and every team faces adversity and, and faces injury issues. Um, you know, there's lots of teams going through it right now. I know, uh, you know, at least two or three other teams in the league that are probably just as short as us, if not shorter. So, um, you know, hopefully we can we can get through it and find some consistency and and then keep going. Coach, how do you deal with the expectation versus reality? If you like, you know, in Belfast we expect to win every game, we expect to win every trophy, and with the best amount of respect in the world, that isn't where Dundee are probably pitching themselves. Yes, as a coach and as players, you will set out to win every game and every period you ever take part in, but. The expectation probably is more aligned. Getting out of the Challenge Cup group, making the playoffs, or are they more realistic targets? You know, I think I think certainly if you would ask around people that that those would be. For me, I still am going into every game with the expectation of trying to win it. Yeah. Um, the I I specifically didn't want to put. You know, people ask me a lot like the goals for the season. And my goal is for us to be as good of a hockey team as we can be. If we can continue to get better and do those kind of things, then for me, there's a lot of success that's achievable for us. I really like our group. I think we played some really good hockey games um, early on. And like I said, we haven't had our full group. I think I really think that there's a lot of potential in this team, but – the biggest thing that I've preached from day one and why some teams have success year on year in this league and others don't is consistency. And you have to be able to find consistency 
and it has to be it can't be one good game one bad game one good game one bad game we show up we don't show up and, and that i think is the toughest thing and and certainly bigger budget clubs um you know that that uh that are you know have financially can be a bit more deeper consistency is a little bit easier um but we've got to find a way to do that so that's you know that's kind of that's kind of where where i see it i can hear i can hear the big budget clubs i can hear patty i can hear patty we're not allowed to talk about budgets we're allowed to talk about mindsets you know um (laughs) is that that something as well you know is that down to you and you've got to recruit from maybe a a slightly different shopping basket than you would if you were perhaps shopping in belfast but you know that's up to you to find those rough diamonds and polish them up yeah i think you know what for me the the type of player that I would have been looking at and, and recruiting and trying to get to Belfast uh, is the same types of players, uh, you know, that, that I did this summer, that I was trying to speak to this summer. Um, you certainly probably get told no more often. Um, you know, I, I heard no a lot this summer from a lot of people. Um, but, you know, we, every... Every league has a pecking order, uh, you know, and, and teams in the elite league get told no a lot more than teams in, in other European leagues. And then the teams at the top end of the, of the table in the elite league get told no uh, less than teams at the bottom. But it's, I think, still, still tried to strive to, to look for the same characteristics of player uh, and, and people. Um, and, and, you know, really happy with the group that that we got in um and you know like i said if we can if we can get everyone on the ice together um it, you know it should uh, i i'm really interested to see what that what that looks like but so far what we have had i've got no complaints for the guys that have been on the ice and and what we've been able to do Ms. Mace, we really appreciate your time. One last question, but but before you go, obviously this weekend is uh, two games against the Belfast Giants, home home and away uh, for both teams. Um, how are preparations going for that, and what sort of games are you expecting? You know, I, I think that uh, I mean, I expect uh, I expect Belfast to be good. Um, I told the guys that when we went in there in the preseason. Um, you know, and I think. Uh, obviously the Giants were a week ahead of us. They had it had more players in. We had a couple guys that were in that had been on the ice one or two days. Um, so the first game I knew was going to be tough. There was positives to take from it. Uh, obviously there was a lot of defensive lapses, but when you're implementing an entirely new defensive system to pretty much an entirely new team, there's going to be lots of issues. And if you, you haven't had much time to look at it, so I think the, the second game against Belfast, I thought we, we played much better. Um, and since then, we've continued to progress throughout the preseason and the Challenge Cup uh, and, and kind of, you know, we're, we're taking lots of steps forward. Um, I expect them to be good games. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I, know that, uh, I know that the Giants, you know, battled hard against Fife and, and was, you know, uh, put a lot of pucks on Shane Owen, similar to the way we had a few nights before. Fortunately for you guys, you were able to find find ways to get to get enough by him to win those games. But um, you know, I, I've watched the Giants quite a bit through the Champions League and in uh, other league games, so I, I expect it to be a tough battle. And I think that you know we'll we'll have to be you know we'll have to be on our game for sixty minutes, sixty plus minutes. Um, you know, 
and and try to play uh, to our identity and limit the mistakes. But you know, I hope that they're really good games. I, I hope that we come out on top. I know you guys hope the opposite. Um, but regardless, we can still be friends afterwards. Um, and uh, you know, that's uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I just want to comment of both to you and to Joel. Fair play for the uh, for the Boston Red Sox uh, merch. Uh, especially, you know what? Um, I had to. I, I saw some some news. Joel, today, congratulations. I had to wear my Red Sox hat for you. So. <laughs> that, that means the most to me out of anything I've received today, Miss. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, you know, there hasn't been a lot. There hasn't been a lot of shining lights uh, for Red Sox fans this year, so you got to uh, not a lot at all. Look after each other. <laughs> Thank you, Miss. Thank you very much for joining us. It's uh, it's it's good to see you get that opportunity as a head coach in Dundee. We do wish you well, of course, not this weekend, but we do wish you well, and uh, maybe come back and chat to us later in the season. Cheers, sounds good, fellas. Thanks, Mace. Good to see you. see you. Thank you, coach. Big thanks to Jeff Mason for his time. Really appreciate oh, that. Um, it is, David. It is great to see him get his opportunity as a head coach. I can I, I I know I said at the start there I'm not happy with change and obviously I would just wish Jeff Mason was on the bench in the Belfast Giants because um he brought so much to the club that that people will never even know about. You know, it, it he'll be a fantastic head coach if this takes him back to North America. Who knows? Uh, uh, hopefully for him, you know, I think that's the, the the direction of the career that he perhaps wants and, and who could argue against it? you know he there's there's probably a mindset change needed within the, the Dundee Stars fan base that they need to start thinking that they're a, more of a top end team than the bottom feeding team and you know a new coach coming in with new ideas and and some getting some results and look I really hope you know Mace does absolutely brilliantly just not mm-hmm. to our detriment I hope he gets out of the Challenge Cup group along with us I hope he gets a good draw in the quarterfinals and and takes it from there I hope they qualify for the playoffs there's, there's I've, I've got these people you just want to do well and jeff mason's one of these guys that you just want to do well i agree with that he becomes the second former belfast giants player to coach the dundee stars is that right jeff mason so jeff hutchins and jeff mason the second was was hutch the head coach there yeah i'm pretty sure he was player coach was he he's been around all those scottish teams pretty much every team actually the second jeff Second Jeff. It's a great start, Patrick. It's a great start. How many Giants slash Jeffs? Jeff Swears next. Jeff Swears is going to come in. He's next. I'd have to think. Swears to Dundee. You heard it here first. Julie, any news? Yeah, do you have news? Hold on, I'll see if I can pull it up here. Just by the way, whenever we were talking to Mr. Fitzpatrick, absolutely everything con- connected to my computer just started yep. going nuts. The light was going on and off. The monitors are flicking on and off. So I've had to put big light on. Sorry about this. Uh, and I've had to strip it right down to the laptop. So uh, bear with me while I, I'm down the screen now. Um, anyway, the Five Flyers got this week's Challenge Cup action off to a winning start with a 5-2 scoreline in Dundee on Thursday. On Friday, the Manchester Storm kicked off a fairly miserable weekend for the Nottingham Panthers with a 5-1 win. At the Drizzle Dome, the Sheffield Steelers faced the Storm on Saturday, beating them 5-2 up in Yorkshire. 
the Stars bounced back, as we've just been talking about, with a 3-1 win over the Clan Brayhead. And the Guildford Flames kicked off a miserable weekend for the Cardiff Devils, leaving Wales with two points and a 3-1 win. Uh, and on Sunday, the Coventry Blaze beat the Devils 4-1 at the Skydome. Um, and in the Premier Sports Elite League, the Panthers were beaten 6, that's 6-1 at home against the Coventry Blaze on Saturday. Yeah. On, <laughs> on Sunday, the Sheffield Steelers, uh, apologies to our, our past guest there, Jeffy Steeders took it to the Stars, winning 7-1 at the DIA, and Flames returned home for a 2-1 victory over the Glasgow clan. Um, Paddy, I know you were enjoying this on Twitter. Uh, I know that quite a lot of people were enjoying this on Twitter, but we are three weeks into the season, and we already have full-scale meltdown and statements, boys. We have <laughs> statements. <laughs> Apologies. There, there are statements in the Elite League three weeks in. And we've just played some Challenge Cup games on Sunday. Are you, are you or, reading the statement? I've got some extra. Is, is this Neil Russell's statement? <coughs> it's uh, Omar Pasha's statement. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, is this Omar Pasha's statement? Desperate. Desperate. Please, uh, if, if that's libelous, please note that I didn't say it. On Sunday, Nottingham <laughs> Panthers CEO Omar Pasha, a uh, friend of the show, issued an apology to fans of the Nottingham Panthers for their slow start this season. Week three <laughs> statements. This has been a very busy and hectic offseason. These are just, uh, this isn't the full statement, sorry, so check that on the Panthers website. As a club, we couldn't be happier with where we are off the ice, but we realize we'll be judged by results on the ice. As a new CEO, my main focus is the overall business, but in this industry, the on-ice product, no matter what you do in other departments, is the most important area for the majority of our supporters. It's extremely unfortunate that after only three league games, I have to come out and apologize for the display show last night, which was truly unacceptable. This has to be on all of us, though. We will rectify the poor start to the season as this great fan base deserves better. It's been brilliant to see so many of you turn out in the opening games and the team know that support has to be rewarded. Now, very, very yeah. easy for us. Go on. Very easy yeah, for us to make hay here. And, uh, yeah, and two seconds, yeah, James, I know. I know. He's, he's dying to go here. He's dying to go. Very easy for us to twist the knife, dig a big hole, laugh at the Panthers. To their credit, uh, if you if you're friends with any other fans, or if you, you kind of follow the Panthers on, on yeah, online, yeah. Or social media, whatever else. Yeah, here he goes. Um, the biggest thing that one of the problems that they had is just lack of communication. They they felt that they were just being kind of uh, instructed, and, and that there wasn't that kind of uh, open channel of communication between club and fans. So, to the credit of Omar Pasha, that's fronting up, and that's coming out, yeah. and that's that's giving the fans what it is that they have said that they want. Uh, so, credit to him. But uh, I don't really care if the Panthers are struggling. Love love Pash. Don't care I, about the Panthers. I'd like to come in. Uh, shove it up the um it's it's <laughs> you know again we caveat that love pash they, mm. uh, he fully deserves this opportunity <clears throat> absolutely deserves pash, yeah. but he but making statements three games in when you've taken a tank and you're painting yourself in their corner here because if this doesn't improve are you going to be making statements every week are you going to be making statements that things aren't getting better? Are you going to be Are you going to be apologising to the fans every time you take a heavy loss if things don't improve? Because you've already set the precedent here. And, and I do, I do give Darren. He does say the majority of supporters don't accept that. The minority supporters, minority supporters do. They're happy it's, enough. <laughs> it, obviously, there's a recruitment issue there. They they have to deal with it, and it, there doesn't seem to be enough fire in the belly and or chemistry in the in the Panthers team. Me, it's. It, I, 
I'm not a big fan of statements. I wasn't a big fan of statements last year when if you got beat by Fife away, everybody made a statement. Coventry made one, Nottingham made one, Sheffield made one. You know, we got beat by Fife away. That's not acceptable. Poor old Fife taking the taking the scalps <laughs> and everybody's having to apologize to their fans. But it's you know, I'm not a big fan of I'm not a big fan of statements being made when you lose a game. You're gonna lose games. You're gonna lose games. That's just the way things is. It's a, it's it's a sport. If you're gonna apologize every time you lose mm-hmm. a game, then then it's just gonna end up being ridiculous. David. On a list of things, as Joe would say, that I love to see. <laughs> it is a meltdown between Nottingham and their customers because uh oh, customers. You know. Oh, sorry. Um, that's all I've got to say. Oh, he's, he's, that was the he's, he's, he's actually said more by saying less this time. I thought we were going to get a five-minute monologue there, but that was actually like a punch to the gut. Uh, no, listen, yeah, like, you're right. You've got you're, a point, you're right. Pash is going for transparency. He's going for more. He's brought in the likes of Jono and LA and stuff. Like and 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 like they're going for a bit podcast. more transparency, a bit more, a bit more. The post game podcast that didn't happen this week, funny. Um, but it's only pod when you're it, winning. It's it's um, <laughs> it's uh, it's that's an improvement for the Nottingham Panthers, and obviously they're oh. saying the right things. You do see from a lot of their fans in that they're saying the right things, but saying the right things change if they're not, if you're not going to be <laughs> fit me in. <laughs> you <do say> the <laughs> right things if you're not going to get the results, and uh, yeah. at the minute they're not getting the results, and let's hope that continues. I think fall the, the it's this, it's situational for me. I agree with you in terms of painting yourself into a corner with statements, but the ex- expectation on that team was absolutely massive after the way it ended last year and and how the momentum has been built through the off season. So um, I do think you know it was received well by the fans, but the problem is then, as you say, if you lose another three or four, are they going to expect more apologies, more whatever else? Um, but I think he put the fire out for now, and I do commend the team being a bit more open with their fans because I think that's always been the problem but what do we care yeah uh, yeah yeah nice uh great job boys uh a couple of extra bits the premier sports elite league will join forces with warrior sports inc and uk distributor warrior hockey uk will be equipping the league as part of a comprehensive cooperation that's a new term for sponsorship for the upcoming 2022-23 season um a comprehensive cooperation yes sporting goods manufacturer is also equipping ehl officials with high quality textile collection that's shirts as part of the partnership <laughs> warrior sports will receive strong online presence that's adverts as well as some on-site <laughs> branding <laughs> at league events that's billboards additionally the warrior logo will be placed on all jerseys and helmets of game officials um that was a very flurry press release, but I, I well, mean, I, I noticed. I noticed when I was preparing the agenda and stuff, and obviously I would go in and look at the the lineups. If you go into the lineups of the Elite League website, when you get down to the referees, are now the Warrior referees, nice. the, the sponsored, the Warrior referees, and the Warrior linesmen. I don't know if that's the extent of the agreement, or sorry, the corp, corporation, something or other, um, or, or will we see down the line, you know, something like. Kind of what Rhino used to have, like a bit of a monopoly on the league or whatever. Um, we're interested to see if, if anything more comes of that. But I don't know about you guys, but I love the Warrior gear. I absolutely love the the Giants gear. I think we have never looked better. It's it's absolutely class. So um, we shall see. Um, last thing is your Premier Sports game of the week this week, um, and it's tomorrow night. Don't have to wait long. Yeah, the Manchester Storm take on the Guildford Flames in league action tomorrow night, Wednesday the twenty first. Getting underway in Ultringham at 7.15 p.m. So join Murph, and I'm not sure who's on with him, but Murph will definitely be there. Um, but yeah, uh, that's a, a an interesting one, Paddy, yeah? Uh, well, just for just for optics, uh, Wednesday night in Ultringham, 
Um, they'll get the season ticket holders. Sure. I hope. I hope they get the crowd. But I, yeah. I know that the, I know that the um the ticket prices dropped to fifteen pounds and five pounds for a child. So they're obviously wanting Whoa. to get the crowds in. Dropped. The 15 oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the uh, but it's um. I hope for their sake and for Premier Sports that they do that 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 works and that brings in the um brings in the crowds because you know you don't want the optics of a of a half empty altrium and um no, no doubt they'll, 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 they've got a they've got a passionate support that they turn up there and uh and you know they'll they'll do what they can but yeah it, regards to on the ice. Um, it seems that they're getting a few scalps and a few wins, and do, putting, I know that uh, Ginner's putting a, putting together a semi decent team, and we'll mm-hmm. see. I know that I think they might be close to what happened last year, and they might be battling at the bottom end, but uh, they'll certainly take a few wins. But uh, yeah, from from the optics part of of Premier Sports, I hope they get the crowd. I feel like there's about four things we're in trouble for, but that is your news, Patrick Smith. <laughs> oh, I tried, that's just an opinion. I just I think it's. <laughs> Are you I'm still banned? banned? I'm there. <laughs> Shh. Don't talk about that. The, uh... He wasn't banned. He was just made less welcome. <laughs> yeah. No, no, he was definitely, definitely just banned. There was, was an email. I was banned. Um... Pull the emails. <laughs> Show us the email. I don't think I have that email anymore, but uh, there's definitely an email. Um, right. Thanks, Julie. Right, this we'll wrap this thing, this show up. We'll start. To, obviously, we've got two games this weekend yeah. that we talked about earlier. At home to Dundee Stars on Saturday, seven p.m. at the SSE Arena, or, uh, and then we're away on Sunday, four p.m. at the DIA. You get that on Dundee Stars TV, and at home, well, go to the game. And if you can't go to the game, join Simon, uh, who is still from the back end of last game, is still trying to get the words out. It wasn't shots, was the word that he used. It Great was moment. fifty something else, but, the, <laughs> but it was a, I need to get that for the soundboard actually. But yeah, those two games: Saturday, seven p.m. at the SSC Arena; Sunday at four p.m. at the DIA. Any other business, gentlemen? I don't think so, David. Nothing from me. Unbelievable. No, we're done in that case. We're absolutely done. Big thank you to uh, to Robert Fitzpatrick, to Jeff Mason, and to Chad Butcher for their time and joining us on this week's jam packed show. Thanks to everybody who's been interacting with us, be it on um, on on Facebook, on Twitter, or on uh, YouTube. Thanks for coming. Thanks for joining us live. Uh, if you're listening in on podcasts or watching us watching us again on YouTube, please just. Follow us at, at AVFTV on Twitter, Facebook, kingdomofthejans.com. And I did a TikTok today. Gen Z is lit up. Paddy did a TikTok from his bathroom. I don't even know what that means. I did a TikTok from his bathroom. like one of the kids now. He's just like, the still a thing. Send me a link. Send me a link. Yeah. I think. I'll put the link on that Twitter, but yeah, I did a TikTok. Who knows what I'll do anymore? That might you have to download one of them their application things. There's one of them their TikTok talk ones. Yeah. So oh, we're all we're man. all about it. And him with oh, his LFG mug and all. Hello. Big shout out uh, to Bomber. Jeff Bomb, Jeff Bomb, what a boy. I've actually I've got a t-shirt for both of you, so I'll send it over with uh, some other <laughs> stuff that you're getting sent. Oh, <laughs> did you pick up the bags? No, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I was I supposed to. I was, wasn't I? I said on this very show or after this yeah. very show. Anyway, big shout out to Barzo. 
uh, who, who took a photograph of the bags and sent them to me and said, oh, look, look what I can see. They like, exist. The they yeah. exist. But yes, Jeff Bomb's not <laughs> Jeff Bomb. Also left you the T-shirt, so I'll make sure you use a Captain Swag for another season. I'll send them over. Check out Ross Manley's TikTok. Don't know what that means, but check it out. <laughs> and one other final comment there from Mark Reed. Yes, you're absolutely right. But <laughs> Patrick is down with the kids. I've got two. Call it, David. How do you for you? <laughs> <laughs> Stop that right there. <laughs> Listen, gentlemen, uh, like I say, thanks to Robert, Jeff, and the Chad, Mr. Majemsey, Mr. Neil, thank you to you for your time. Congratulations thanks, once again, Joel. Make, make the most of the um, of the free chauffeur. Uh, you won't be drinking for the next nine months. Can make I just say before we go off air tonight, every single person that's been like, where's Danny tonight? What's Danny doing? Why is Danny driving tonight? Every single person who hit me with that over the, the last three months, you, you can yeah. line up because you're all getting scalped. I have been every single time like, <laughs> managed to hold on to it. Feels like a relief to get rid of it. But everybody who has been like, is Danny not here tonight? You're all getting it. Just wait. <laughs> Thanks. Brilliant. What I mean is thank you. The uh, and we're going to close out this show with the video that was uh, shown of, J- of Jim Gillespie, but the one done by uh, by Neil Whitehead, another fantastic video in tribute to him that was done when the when the banner was raised. So, uh, like I say, this weekend, Saturday and Saturday at home, the Dundee Stars and the Challenge Challenge Cup get down to the SSE Arena or watch it on Giants TV away 4 p.m. on Sunday at the DIA or watch it on Stars TV. Get us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. You can get us on TikTok and all that sort of stuff. We'll catch you here. Well, sorry, wherever you are, we hope you enjoy your hockey. And we'll catch you here next time on A View from the Bridge. A new benefactor emerged last year, and he's the man who's paying off the creditors. Hopefully I'm not throwing good money after bad, but... Uh, I don't want to lose any more money. I want. Uh, I would like to think that at the end of this season we'll show that uh, the Belfast Towns are a viable business, as well as uh, a great event to to go and see. Podcast Network.